Hello folks and welcome to Dover Paranormal's Paranormal Tech Talk. Uh, this will be episode, season one, episode one. Uh, this is being followed, I followed up the, uh, the pilot episode last week. I appreciate all the comments. Uh, ask if you would subscribe and pass the information on, spread it out there, help get the word out so I can uh, produce some further episodes. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the ghost box or the spirit box, Frank's box, uh, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, now the thing about the ghost box or spirit box, it's a pretty hot button topic. Um, you have those that believe wholeheartedly that uh, this device allows people to communicate with the other side and those like myself who think it's something completely different. Um, now Frank Sumption is the, the man that, that built the original Frank's box. Um, and he built a homemade radio receiver that was, it was for all intents and purposes, broken by design. Um, he built it so it would continually scan the frequencies um, of the radio band. And later it was taken a bit further by those who, who modified consumer AM, FM radios and created what we see today. Now before I give my thoughts on the Frank's box, I would like you to read um, an interview from Frank Sumption himself on how this device works. And uh, pay attention to how the underlying uh, is, is worded. And this is explained by Frank Sumption, the man who built this box. And these are in his own words. Quote, The purpose of the box, that is, as it is now referred, is simply to provide a source of audio bits made up of fragments of human speech, music, and noise. This noise is known as raw audio, and it's a raw material out of which spirits of the deceased and other entities used to create their own voices out of. Presumably, by remodulating and remixing the raw audio to make various noise fragments from words and voices of their choosing. In the box, the raw audio is created by sweeping the tuning of a radio electronically across its band or tuning range. The results bit, the, excuse me, the resulting bits of the speech, music, and noise are the raw audio. Radio is simply a convenient source of raw audio. However, that's not the only guess as to how the, the, the box works. There does seem to be an RF component, or at times an actual signal received, or another method of getting an external voice into the radio or the box. Some of the manipulation of the raw audio seems to take place inside the electronics, again presumably. They can manipulate the electrical signals. I don't have the equipment or the know-how to be able to test these ideas. The concept of the box is simple. It can be stated that in a single paragraph as above, there's nothing special or magical about the box. It is, in fact, just one method of supplying raw audio. Raw audio can be white noise, the sound of running water, crowded, crowds in a noise, in a, uh, excuse me, crowd noise, as in a, a crowd of people talking, uh, noise from fans, the noise from radios tuned between stations. Now, Roddy believed the frequencies of 1,485 kilohertz was successful to the entities. I like to use the radio method when there is skip or distant radio stations fading in and out almost randomly. When he first made the box, I fashioned it after an EVP maker or a computer program that takes speech audio in the form of a WAV file, breaks it up into chunks, and plays these chunks of raw audio back randomly while recording the result. The term raw audio is from EVP maker. Entities manipulate the raw audio inside the computer to form meaningful phrases and messages. Uh, when I first got the idea for the box, I assumed the sweep had to be random, like EVP Maker in 2006. With the help of members of the Yahoo group EVP-ITC, 
We found that the sweep could be done by hand simply turning a radio dial by hand while recording directly from the speaker. Then we found the box sweep could be linear. To me, the ghost voices seemed more consistent and longer when linear mode was used. Now, this is an interesting point that I'll get back to a little bit later. Uh, curiously, now that I have linear mode, I have a great deal of trouble getting the random sweep mode to function at all. Um, back in the mid-1900s, I was using a radio tuner modules removed from old digital car stereos to make sensitive voltage turntable radios, excuse me, turnable radios, to receive distant AM stations known as AMDX. As I used EVP Maker, I kept getting messages uh, that seemed to be relayed from spirits that seemingly could not use the computer. So in 2002, I was wondering what else could I use. After a week or two, I was driving the company truck and had the idea for the first box popped into my head. Fully formed, I could actually see it in my head. Fortunately, these visions are just very brief times where normal reality seems to disappear. I've had a few of these visions throughout my life. I think in this case, it was my own mind assembling previously known information to create the idea for the box, as I've had these, uh, if I'd used these tuners in the past. The result of the box is there's much less noise between stations and, in my opinion, more intelligible voices. There's one drawback. The broadcast fragments, chunks of audio that are actually whole words and phrases from broadcasts, are more frequent and longer. Now there may... Uh, be synchronistic uh, receptions of frags, that is, there may be a personal meaning to what's being received, uh, or the fragments may be combined with words creating, uh, created by the entities, as with anything from the boxes or any method you have to judge, uh, judge it by its personal meaning or content. I don't take anything from any form of EVP as gospel truth. I use the box as a form of spiritual guidance. I think many are looking for certain kinds of voices from the box that would be consistent with older methods of EVP recordings. And in doing so, they miss most of what comes through and breaks out all skeptical, critical of the box and the box users. So, this was a pretty interesting um, interview. First, let me say I commend Frank for at least thinking outside the box, you know, no pun intended. And he had no intention of misleading anyone. Um, yet, once it got into someone's hands with the wrong intentions, here's what we have today. Um... If you notice during the, the interview, there were a lot of assumptions and guesses as to how this device works. He, he even admitted that he doesn't have the ability to test his own theories or, excuse me, his own hypotheses as to how, these, uh, how this works. Um, this is a big problem for me and other like-minded people. Um, you know, just because you assume something doesn't make it the truth. And here's my biggest complaint. The Frank's box, as we know it today, was developed by, I'm not going to say this man's name, anyone that's familiar with uh, paranormal research devices knows who this man is. Um, I don't want to get a strike, so I'm not going to bring his name up so he can hound on me about slander and this and that. But anyway, um, he's a well-known engineer in, ro in the robotics and semiconductor industry, and he knows full well how this device works, and he also knows exactly what's going on here. Um, this is nothing more than, you know, audio matrixing. Um, if you ask the same questions enough times, sooner or later you're going to hear what you consider to be a, a relevant response. And, you know, like I said in the last episode, you know, in the pilot, you know, what about all the other words that are spoken and were ignored? Um, so, you know, I, I don't understand why these people don't, you know, talk about 
they, they purposely leave these things out, in my opinion. Um, so this guy knows the truth, and it has nothing to do with the paranormal. And Frank Sumption even admitted that linear sweeping, which is, you know, 910, 920, 930, 940, 950. Um, he even admitted that linear sweeping has better results than random sweeps. And this is due to the broadcasts you know, being carried over to nearby frequencies. I mean, I have several uh, local radio stations where I can receive it on 910, 920, and 930. And if there's someone speaking a sentence, you're going to get four or five words out of that before you pass those that last frequency. Um, so I don't think linear sweeping, which is most of the ghost boxes do linear sweeping. If the ghost box today were to do random sweeps, um, you wouldn't get hardly anything. You get a couple peeps and maybe a short word like one or, you know, hey or something like that, but it certainly wouldn't be five or six words because I personally think that it's frequency carryover. And here again, we come down to the same thing is even if this device allows you to communicate with deceased, for real, if it if it truly did this, how, how could you go about uh, proving this? Um, we take a, a lot of care when we're doing EVP sessions to to eliminate contamination, okay? Yet with this Frank's box, you know, we invite radio frequency station contamination. Um, it's it's nothing more than another tool used by the media and you know these big paranormal TV shows to just entertain people uh, and to pass misleading information to to try to fit their narrative. Um, and like I said. I, there are ideas out there, like the Estes method, um, that use this device in a different way to where it removes any kind of cognitive bias. Um, but as long as you're using this device and you are um, not able to completely eliminate 100% of the radio frequency traffic 100% of the time, it is impossible for you to claim that anything received by this is paranormal because you don't know. Uh, and there's never any effort made to account for radio frequencies. You, I've never once ever seen a video clip where someone was out doing a paranormal investigation and they got words on these ghost box that they just didn't immediately lose their mind and were 100% convinced that they were actually communicating with the deceased. They didn't stop once to say, hey, you know, that could have been the radio station. You know, not once, ever. Uh, to me, it's silly, uh, to be honest. Um... And like I said, there are other methods that are that are that you can use this tool with, that would be a, a little more. Um, how can I say? It would, it would get my attention a little more if there were positive results using other methods where, uh, you know, your, your cognitive bias isn't involved in this. Um, so anyway, that's my little my little talk about the ghost box, um, the Frank's box. If you have any questions or comments, you know, go ahead and leave them in, in the uh, response areas. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting topic. I mean, it, the box has been around for, for quite a while now, and, and there are a lot of people that swear by it. But, um, here again, you know, the, the big elephant in the room is, you know, there's radio frequencies that are being received by this device, and we just can't ignore it. That's all. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for your time, guys. Uh, we'll talk with you next week. Uh, we'll decide what topic I'll be talking about then. All right, take care, folks.